Welcome to Betrayal Trauma Recovery. This is Anne. Betrayal Trauma Recovery Group is an amazing resource for hundreds of women across the globe. We have live sessions every single day in every single time zone. And when you join, you get unlimited support. Go to our website, btr.org, to see the session schedule and to join. We'd love to see you in a session today. For the last two weeks, we've been following Connie's story, and we're actually going to continue that next week. So stay tuned for that next week. And if you haven't heard the first two parts of her story before next week, go back and listen to those. But I'm going to take a break from her story because I got a really interesting review on iTunes, and I'd really like to talk about some of the points he brought up. It is the perfect example of what every victim going through this faces from the community like all of the reasons she can't get help all the reasons people dismiss her concerns all the reasons dismiss her this rating says some very problematic things to be fair there are some nuggets of truth in this podcast but there is still a disproportionate number of problematic things going on with it so I'm assuming this is a man I guess it could be a woman but I'm gonna say he first of all there seems to be a clear agenda with this podcast Which makes me laugh because it's obvious there's a clear agenda. I say it every week. Pornography use and adultery are abusive to your spouse. Lying, manipulation, and psychological abuse are abusive to your spouse. So, yeah, there's a very clear agenda. Then he says it has lots of religious overtones and a strong anti-porn sentiment. So, basically, if you're religious, then you should be dismissed. Because if you're religious, then your opinions don't matter, apparently. Similarly, if you oppose pornography, then you should be discounted. Because people who oppose pornography don't know what they're talking about or something. So I'm like, okay. Well, neither of those things are true. Religious people can be smart and logical and they can have something important to say. Also, you can be opposed to porn and be a decent person. So I found that to be really interesting. Then it says, it comes across as the host is using the podcast to validate her own experiences and values, which centers herself and not the guests. That's true. I talk about myself all the time. However, my name, Anne Blythe, is symbolic, which is not my real name, as you know. That's from Anne of Green Gables. It's symbolic of this universal story that all of us experience this type of abuse. I am meant to be the sort of archetype for all of you, the spokesperson for all of you, to give every one of you a voice because you have been silenced. He says this is not what effective advocacy looks like. Well, what would, what would it look like? What, what, what does effective advocacy look like? I can't apparently have a clear agenda. I apparently can't speak from my own experience from religious views. I also can't hate porn. So what would effective advocacy look like to this guy? Just being wishy-washy? I don't get it. I don't get it. This podcast is really about promoting a specific perspective and worldview. He says that, and that is true. This is about a specific perspective of the victim. And we are not going to take into account what our abusers think, because that's just abuse, right? So yeah, exactly. I love this. Second of all, the host is not using definitions of abuse that are universally accepted by professionals in the field. And that's just not true. It is universally accepted that manipulation is psychological abuse and that gaslighting is psychological abuse. He says not all dysfunction and harm is abuse. It's true that not all dysfunction is abuse, but like all harm, what else would you call it? You really hurt someone really bad consistently all the time. What else do you want to call it? 
they're just consistently harmful, there's a word for that. It's called abuse. Harm is still harm and it's not okay, but abuse is about one partner systematically using, this is him talking, using tactics to try and gain and maintain power and control over the other partner. This is exactly what we're talking about. This woman is consistently having her needs and her concerns dismissed over and over and over again by professionals, by clergy, by everyone. If that's not trying to gain and maintain power over her, I don't know what is. Then he says this. I love this. It's not about isolated incidents of harm or even ongoing issues of betrayal. So he's saying it's not about isolated incidents and it's not about ongoing things. Then what is it about? It's about both. Any instance of abuse can be an isolated incident or it can be ongoing. It's not rocket science. And then he says not all porn use is abuse, which I just disagree with. So I think all porn use is abusive. And then he says it's dangerous to conflate the two, which I 100% disagree with. It's dangerous not to. It's dangerous to the victims in the porn industry. It's dangerous to families. And it's dangerous to people throughout the world. So then he says, but being betrayed is not necessarily a systematic attempt to dominate the other partner. I disagree. It is an absolute systematic attempt to dismiss her as a human being to dismiss her concerns, to dismiss her feelings, to dismiss her sexual needs, her emotional needs, her psychological needs. Now he goes to the third point, and a lot of people say this. Thirdly, there are many instances through the podcast where it is suggested that victims should try and work it out or give their spouse a chance to change before calling it quits. That is not true. I absolutely never say that. You need safety, number one. Whatever safety looks like for you is up to you. I'm not going to tell you what that means. I'm not going to tell you what that is. But safety has to be the top priority. Does it mean divorce for you? Maybe. Does it mean separation? Maybe. I don't know. And I'm not about to tell you what that is. This man attempting to think that he knows what that is is ludicrous. I don't want you to give your husband a chance to abuse you again. You need to get to safety right this very second. So then a lot of people accuse me of being pro-divorce or anti-man or anti-family, which it's like, no, I'm none of those things. Pro-safety, pro-safety. What does pro-safety look like for you? Then he says, I understand this sentiment, but if it truly is an abusive relationship, then encouraging a victim to stay is dangerous. I never encourage victims to stay in an abusive situation. Get to safety. I've always said that on the podcast consistently. Get to safety, get to safety. So that is just false. All attempts should be made to help that victim find her own strength and take back their power and leave the abusive relationship. Uh, I would say that BTR stance is all attempts are that we help the victim find her strength, take back her power, set boundaries for safety, and then make choices that make sense for her. The problem with this is he's saying two things. It's not abusive, but if it is abusive, she has to get out. That leaves absolutely no room for a victim who is being psychologically abused and trying to figure it out. She can't quite figure it out to start figuring it out. Is it abuse? Is it not abuse? If she goes to a therapist and he says it's not abuse, then she can't go down the road of trying to figure out is it abuse or not. If she goes to a therapist and he says it is abusive, get out right away, then she's not able to process what is happening, right? So get to safety, whatever that looks like, and then process what's going on. When it's psychological abuse, when it's emotional abuse, it takes a while to figure out. It's not something that you can just know instantly. You can't, I mean, you could, 
But I've never met a woman who instantly is like, oh, this is emotional abuse, like on the first instance and then immediately files for divorce. She's trying to figure it out. She's trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. She's trying to see if it was her. She's trying to understand. So this this person who did this review is not giving victims any space whatsoever to try and figure out if they're being emotionally abused or not. He's saying, number one, it's not abuse. So don't go down that road. And number two, if it is abuse, get divorced immediately, which gives victims absolutely no space. This person who wrote this has obviously not been through it and doesn't understand what it's like to be in the fog of abuse and try and figure out what's happening. Then he goes on to say that while domestic violence does disproportionately affect women, anyone can be an abuser and anyone can be a victim. It can happen in non-heterosexual relationships, queer folks, and non-cisgender folks too. I agree. Anyone who is using porn is engaging in abuse. At BTR, we have a specific agenda. Our agenda is to keep women who are in relationships with abusive men safe in whatever way that looks like. So yeah, our specific audience is that. And it says that all over the podcast. It says it all over the website. So if you're not in that audience, this podcast isn't for you. So that's fine. Um, then at the end, he says, but if you have found home in this community, more power to you. But as a trained domestic violence advocate and community educator, I feel the need to point some of these problematic things out. And I'm like, I also am a trained domestic violence advocate and a community educator. So who wins? You or me, buddy? And I would say the thousands of victims who follow this community and say this is abuse, he's dismissing all of us. People who tell a victim no, what you experienced isn't abuse, is dismissing the abuse and also supporting and enabling the perpetrator. These are the kinds of arguments that people might throw in your face when you go down this road. You might get it from clergy, therapists, professionals. We know this. This is why I started Betrayal Trauma Recovery. And as Anne Blythe, as a spokesperson for you, I take the heat for this, which is fine. <laughs> That's my job. But I so appreciate your prayers and your support because this type of, um, I would say, confrontation, we are regularly experiencing online, through emails, through people accusing me of things that aren't true, for people saying, you know, both things. If it's abuse, why isn't she just telling everybody to get out? And then, wait a minute, she shouldn't be calling it abuse because that's too harsh. They're talking out of both sides of their mouth. They don't understand how complex the situation is for victims. And they're not giving the victims the power to make choices that are right for them for their safety. Safety, 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 whatever that looks like for you. So I really appreciate your prayers. I also really appreciate all the positive reviews you get and the explanations you give of why this podcast works for you. It really makes a huge difference. So thank you, those of you who have rated the podcast. I really love reading those and it gives me a lot of like hope and um, support and it means a lot so thank you for those of you who rated the podcast and thank you for this guy this guy really exposed what it's like to be on the other side of this argument like it really shows what victims are up against and why we feel so dismissed why we feel so unheard why all of us are rising up and trying to strengthen our voices to be heard and 
people can hear it, but they, for some reason, won't accept it, right? You can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make them drink, and that's okay. That was an explanation of the, the frequent criticisms that I get here at BTR uh, about how apparently I hate men, um, apparently I hate families, apparently I'm pro-divorce, but at the same time, um, I'm not pro-divorce enough or, you know, yada, yada, yada. All the, all the reasons people give why the abuse model applied in this scenario doesn't work. And I could not disagree with them more. The abuse model is the only model that works in this scenario because we are dealing with psychological, emotional, and sexual abuse and sexual coercion. That is what this is. Can an abuser change is also a really interesting question. I don't know. I don't know. Do they change? Maybe. Do they not change? I'm not sure. We've developed Center for Peace using Lundy Bancroft's model for an abuser program. I think it's the best program out there. Does it work? I don't know. Ask me in 20 years, right? I just know it's better than anything else out there that doesn't address these abusive behaviors. I also know that abusers are really tricky. This situation is very complex. There are a lot of moving parts. There's also issues of women praying and getting answers to their prayers that they're saying, I need to stay, for example, or I felt like I needed to do this thing that goes against all logic, right? And um, as a religious person, actually, I'm pretty skeptical sometimes. I think, well, you know, that the answer that you received might just be what you want. It might be scripting from your society. It might just be because you're really afraid, right? So maybe that's not really the right answer. But who am I to say? Also, I've received answers that I believe are from God that seemed completely illogical in the situation. Like when I was going through this, I got the answer not to divorce and not to amend the no contact order. So it was just in limbo. I got the answer to start a podcast, right? So who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? My job is only to educate you about what this looks like and pray for you and offer you support and offer you validation. For those out there who are critical of us or think we're crazy or whatever they think, that is our privilege to stand up and say to them, you know what? I don't really care what you think. I am doing what I think is right. And I am teaching what I think is the truth. To lead women to safety. And to empower them to choose the safety path that works the best for them in their situation. And I am not about to tell them what that looks like for them. I love you, sisters. I genuinely love you. Those of you who are not religious, thank you for tolerating when I do go into these religious things because you are our sisters too. We're all sisters. But I study the scriptures every day and I pray. It's my only goal to lead you, like I guess like Moses, I don't feel like Moses, but through the Red Sea on dry ground to safety. That's it. And from a non-religious perspective, it's just freaking common sense. That's it. It's common sense. If someone is lying to you and gaslighting you and and cheating on you all the time, you need to set boundaries. You're going to get hurt. They're dangerous for your soul. And pornography is misogyny packaged and sold and processed. 
specifically for men's consumption, generally speaking. Do women use it? Sure. But it's an industry that harms women. It harms men's view of women. It harms men's relationships with women. It it creates this problem where women are continually dismissed and discarded. So what is BTR? In a nutshell, it's a women's empowerment organization. It is a place where you are safe and validated and where we believe you. Okay, was that a big enough rant? So in other words, thanks for your reviews. I really appreciate it. If you haven't yet and you're so inclined, please go to Apple Podcasts and review the podcast today. We also appreciate your reviews on Facebook. You can find us at Betrayal Trauma Recovery on Facebook and any other app where you find us. Oh, including Trauma Mama Husband Drama, which is on Amazon. If you've purchased it, please review it there. Every single review helps bump us up in the algorithm and it helps isolated women find us. Next week, we're going to continue our conversation with Connie. I wanted to take this break to go on this rant about this <laughs> review because it just was every single point that we face uh, on a, you know, all the time. And I wanted to really like face these accusations clearly and succinctly one at a time. So next week, I'm going to finish the conversation with Connie. But in that conversation, you'll hear that she just found BTR through the Internet. She prayed and she found us. And I hear that story from so many women that it literally is an answer to prayer. So if you want to be a woman's answer to her prayer, what you can do to help out is to to rate you know, the podcast, rate Trauma Mama on, on Amazon, even if they don't buy the book, it helps them find us, to comment on our podcast, to post podcast episodes on your social media, to tag us on Instagram, to help get the word out so women really can get this life-saving, soul-saving, emotion-saving, psychological-saving information so they know they're not crazy, so they can stand up in power and take their voice back and have peace in their life, which is what they deserve. So thanks, everyone. Thanks for your support and your prayers. And for all of my atheist and agnostic friends, thank you for your well wishes and good vibes. And until next week, stay safe out there.